He sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Adelaide Heward-Mills. Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward-Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the Word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Adelaide Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, thank you for that very warm welcome. But I want us to give a resounding applause for the one for whom we are here this morning. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the privilege of being a vessel that you have chosen to use this morning. Father, I pray that you will touch every heart represented here. You will touch every life by your Holy Spirit. I pray that that which is lifeless shall be brought to life. Amen. I pray that that which is dead shall be resurrected. Amen. I pray for your anointing, your grace, your help, sweet Holy Spirit. Without you, I can do nothing. But with you, I can do all things. Grant me utterance and use this vessel of clay for your purpose this morning. In Jesus' name, I humble myself under your mighty hand. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Please take your seats. I want to thank God for this opportunity. And I also want to thank Reverend David and his wife for this invitation. It is a privilege. I want to also say thank you to all those who have come from far and near to be a part of this. And uh, also for that wonderful introduction. I didn't come alone. I came with some of my lady pastors. So I want them to stand and give you a wave. 
Lady pastors. God bless you. Women of destiny. God sees women as special. When God created everything, he said it was good. There was only one problem in the Garden of Eden that God had. And it was the absence of a woman. It is the only thing that God said was not good. The Bible says when he created the light, he said it was good. He created fish, he said it was good. He created the seas, he said it was good. He even created Adam, it was good. But the absence of a woman was not good. And then, when he created woman, after that, God didn't complain again. Because his creation was complete. He put Adam to sleep. Because he didn't need Adam's input in the creation of a woman. He didn't need Adam's cooperation or ideas. The Bible says man was created from the dust. But the Bible says that a woman was taken from the side of a man. So a woman is a higher creation of God's handiwork. You may not think that you do anything great, but without us, God's creation, God's work, God's vision is not complete. A woman has what you call influence. You see, Adam was the head. Adam, but Eve was the one who ate the fruit. And so Eve, and then she gave to Adam. And Adam? Immediately, the whole creation of God fell. Eve may not have had AK-47. But a fruit in the hands of a woman can change all of God's creation. Delilah had never been to war. Delilah She had never been decorated in the army. But the Bible tells us that Samson, he carried the gates of Gaza. The Bible says, Samson, Timiko, Kukuru, Gaza, gate. A gate here, why I crack us a And 
he could kill a thousand Philistines in a goal. The Philistines continued to have meetings about how they could overcome him. But the lap of Delilah brought something to his knees. Delilah never carried any gates, never fought any army, but just the fact that she was a woman, she had what it took to bring a giant in ministry to his knees. Now when Delilah won't get to be Moses' mother was not powerful in Egypt. But the type of basket she made and put on the river is what gave Israel a deliverer. Moses's father was around, yes. But to sustain the deliverer and to bring about God's vision, it took the weaving of a basket by Jochebed. It took Mary's virginity to bring a savior to the world. Mary, I didn't see A woman and the Holy Spirit can change the world. Because Jesus was not conceived by any man. The Bible says Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. But he needed a womb. That's why when the angel came, he said, Blessed art thou amongst women. Without Mary, the Holy Ghost could have worked, but whether it would have had the effect it will have, it took a woman's obedience. In Luke 8, the Bible says that it is the women who ministered to Jesus out of their substance. Many great ministries start on the backs of women because they are the pillars that God uses for his work. They may not be in the public domain. But God knows their contribution. So Lady Reverend, why are you saying all these things? I want us to look within us. 
and know that God has made a deposit in you as a woman. And you have to fulfill that destiny before you are called home. Our calling is not to be gossips, although we are good at it. We have not been called to look at people and be pointing them out and criticizing. That is not the call that God has on our lives. I am told that your theme today is keeping yourself as a pure vessel for God to use. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 21. Many of us, we know where to find lace. But we don't know where to find the word of God. Sometimes we are even powerful prayers. But we don't know the word of God. Verse 21. Let me read from verse 20. But in a great house, they are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Amen. Na so free The Bible is saying that in a great house there are different types of vessels. Na Bible it says that they are not only vessels of gold. Yeah, they are vessels of gold, but not all vessels in the house are vessels of gold. Some are of silver. Some are of wood. And some are of earth. That Amen. Amen. And the Bible is saying the type of vessel we are going to be depends on us. Na Bible say, Most of the time we say, oh, sometimes we say, oh God, use me as you want. But the type of vessel that God would like to use 
depends on you and I. Na even in our own homes yeah, there, are, there are vessels we have that we bring out only when we have special guests and even among the visitors you have Bigger visitors and lesser visitors. Oh, I am no cross off. I am no cross. Oh, God. I am no cross. 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 no I but you give that to him because we feel so you fear nipa. So I say, I try to be a. We pray to the Lord now, no abo, now no abo bo. I don't have the man who can move it. When I got married, my husband told me that he is more important than any great visitor that will come. So if I have any nice vessels, I should start using it on him. Now when him me worry, you know, me kunu catch that me say, we no any. And sometimes we give our children different vessels to use. And some of us, even the people who are domestic help in our houses, the type of plates you give them, we wonder if you know God. And we use some vessels for things that are not good, especially if your toilet is not working or your toilet is somewhere else. The type of vessel you use is not to dis is not to honor. Now, please. The type of vessel they use, let's say, uh, I don't want to say a chamber pot, but when you are doing certain things, uh -huh, uh -huh. you wouldn't use the best bowl you have. You have some other thing that you use to uh, do that business. Uh -huh. And also, when you are mopping the floor or wiping your house, the type of bucket you use is different. Yeah. And all of them are vessels. But they are different vessels. And the Bible is saying that if a man shall purge himself from these things or clean himself from certain things. Now, the Bible say, say It didn't say if Christ, if an angel, but if a man like you and I will purge ourselves from these things. Sometimes we think that everything must be done by God. But the Bible says that we should work out our own salvation 
with fear and trembling. Now, so Bible, I catch what I say. Yen kwajiano, yen yara yen kwajiano, yen fesro, en yahu popo, en yahu eju. That is the reason why we get born again. And nunti ene yawu yafufrono. We get born again so that the power of the Holy Spirit can come and live in us and do God's work in us. Na yawu yafufrono sa diabe ya. The Bible says God is at work in us, not outside us. Bible says both to will and to do. Amen. Amen. So Jesus Christ does not come to live in us. Just like something to just carry around. Or just to maybe attend church. Or to attend meetings. But he wants us to become vessels. Amen. Amen. So the pageant of ourselves depends on you and I through the power of the Holy Spirit. I wonder sometimes if our churches are effective. The types of things that go on in the church today Sometimes it's worse than even the world. So if you and I will purge ourselves, not God, not an angel, you and I. The Bible says if a man shall purge himself from these things. When I was a child, there was some tea. I don't know if it's still there. It was called hep tea. And when you drink it, it purges you of all impurities. <laughs> and it would take all the unwanted things out. And that is what the Holy Spirit is encouraging you and I to do spiritually today. God does not deliver us from our friends. He delivers us from our enemies. So when we make the world our friend, then the Lord cannot deliver us from the world. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. It says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. 
For you are not under the law, but under grace. Many of us think that the grace of God means we can misbehave. Or we think that the grace of God means God forgives you no matter what you do, so you should just continue to live anyhow. But in Romans 6.14, the Bible is saying that sin will not rule over you. Why? Because we are not under the law, but we are under grace. So the type of vessel you choose to be is what you become. In Romans 9 verse 21, Paul says that hath not the porter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor. Romans 9, So when you read this verse, you think that, oh, God is the porter, and he decides from the lamp of clay what each vessel will be. Now, what can't we say? But when we purge ourselves from certain things, then when the potter takes the clay, he says that this type of clay is to make a vessel of honor. And then this other type is a vessel unto shame. So I wanted to go through with you some of the vessels the Bible describes. So then the next verse of Romans 9.22 It says, What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? Or say, and so we get to know that you can be a vessel that is used for destruction. When God is angry, you are the one he chooses. Now, one say ya. Now, I bet Kruwa or Yankupon per se. So, of course, say Bibia. No, I do so it's not every calling you should be happy about. If somebody wants to do a dirty job and thinks about you, you are a vessel all right, but you are a vessel unto destruction. Why 
Some people, when they are quarreling, they call you because you are a vessel of quarrels. You are a vessel of unforgiveness. You are a vessel that when you take the words and you are dressing somebody down, is more than the words in the dictionary. If if a, a vessel is being used to break somebody's marriage, you are the main candidate. Hey, you have all that it takes. I once had a church member. And she used to sell something, so sometimes I would pass by there to buy. But, but many times when I went, the girls would say, oh, madame is not in. And just before I get to my car, I would see madame coming. She would be breathing like this. More than twice, I will ask her, oh, but why were you running? Why do you look so tired? Said that my friend came to call me that somebody is being very foolish there. So I went to help her to beat the person, a church member. Hey! And she'll be telling me, ah, I beat her. I'm even tired. Even pastor, my arm is hurting me. You are a vessel unto confusion and quarreling. And every time your friends have that, you are the first person they think about. When we want a vessel of gossip and confusion in the church, you are the one because you know everything. When you know about everybody's marriage, you know about everybody's problems, you are Madame Confusion. So when we want a vessel of confusion, we will call you. So what Romans 9.22 is saying is that when God is angry and he wants to destroy something because of the way you are, you are likely to be the vessel that he will use. But that is not an honor. So we have come to see that you can be a vessel of anger for destruction. Proverbs 25 verse 4. 25 verse 4. 
Take away the dross from the silver or the impurities from the silver and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. Amen. Remove the impurities from silver. And the sterling will be ready for the silversmith. King James says, There shall come forth a vessel for the person who is using silver to mold something. But you can only become a silver vessel when the impurities have been removed. And many of us say, but Lady Reverend, I'm in church. I am the president of so so and so. There are no impurities in me. Now people can say, oh, may I suffer back. Men are mere president. But even David said, Search me, O Lord, because many things you may not even know. But it's only the Holy Spirit that can help to search us and show what is really there. David said, Many years ago, when God called me to full-time ministry, I was working as a lawyer. I knew that God had called me. But I was waiting for the right time. When the right time came, I knew that it was time. I wrote my resignation letter. But it was difficult for me to accept to be on the payroll of the church. And I was thinking, you know, even when I was praying that God, you know how humble I am. All my church members know how humble I am. And I want to obey you. But it is the mouth of people, how they talk. When I wear my shoes, they will say it's from the offering. When I wear my dress, they will say it was from the last fundraising. So Lord, I don't have a problem with you. It's with the people. And so, I came full time alright. Then somebody called me like, oh, sister mommy, there's this German who has come to Ghana. He's looking for a lawyer, but he lives in Germany. So he will just send you the work and then you do it for him. 
and he will pay you very well. Now, be friend, say, upon the dinner, the dinner near the friend of you know. Now, be friend, and I say, oh, Minim Sabe, may our war, Germany is a lawyer, right? He was looking for a lawyer. In now, Ghana. Or a real lawyer, and my new Ghana. And one is what you want to be my and what is going to go up or back. So then you can still do your pastoral work because this one, they just send you the work and then you do it. I said to myself, Thank God, I am now not going to be on the payroll of the church. I will still do the work, but they can't say my offering is from here. My shoe is from here because now I will do this German's work. So I went to my husband and said, It's true that God has called me to be in the ministry, but I want to do this German's work so that I will save the church some money. So I started the work and it was okay. And then one day on my way to meet the man because he had come to Ghana. I had a tragic accident. And the long story short... When I got home in the night, it was a Friday, so my husband was going for an all-night prayer meeting. And then he asked me, so should I go? I said, oh, go, I'm okay. Around 1 a.m. in the morning, the Holy Spirit visited me. And God said to me, what has been leading you it's not the Holy Spirit. What has been leading you is pride. You are so conscious of your background. You are conscious of who your father is. And you are so conscious of it that you can't humble yourself and just serve me in spite of what people will say. When I say that, unless we cleanse ourselves from impurities, you don't become a silver vessel that the refiner can use. I would never have known that I had a problem with pride. I would never have known that the reason why I was thinking so much, what the church members would say, what people would say, what, is because you feel that you are somebody. And I kept telling God, God is not you, but it's the people. But it was actually me and what was in my heart. And that is why the refiner who is God is calling on us to purify ourselves from things that don't make our service to him whole. 
So when the impurities are removed, we become a vessel of silver. And silver is one of the precious stones. So we have now seen that you can be a vessel of wrath unto destruction. You can, or you can be a, a, a vessel of silver that has been cleansed. And when you look at Romans 9, 23, where we were and we jumped away. It also talks about vessels of mercy. It says that, that God may make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy. Which had a four, he had a four prepared unto glory. So there's also another vessel called a vessel of mercy. And the Bible says that that vessel of mercy, God uses it for to glorify Himself and to do things for His glory. So there are different types of vessels. When God wants to show his mercy, will he call you? Because as for you, you are not merciful at all. The Bible says, blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. What is mercy? Mercy is the person is wrong. Mercy is that the person does not have a case. And yet, because you are a vessel of mercy, God can use you as a vessel of mercy to overlook the mistakes of others. And walk in love towards them. The Bible says he has reserved those vessels of mercy for his glory. If there was mercy in marriages, marriages would be different. Oh, Oh, But we have made ourselves like judges. And there's no mercy. The Bible says mercy triumphs over judgment. It overcomes sin. It's higher than sin. Mercy. How do you say judgment? Judgment. Uh, judgment. Judgment. Yes. And mercy triumphs over judgment. But some of you, when we say Jemonka, hey, hey. that's when you are manifesting yourself fully. Hey. It is not 
the innocent that need mercy, it is the guilty. Nadia, what no dear, what new fun? Why don't we young wabro? Dear, what do you follow? What no young wabro? Your pastor's wife can tell you many stories of mercy because if you are a pastor's wife and you don't have the grace for mercy, you will not last long. Now, or so for you, repeat me, I can't. I won't be brought to some way or because people misbehave big time. We are so for mommy. Hey, And when you confront them, it becomes an issue. They will even go and report you to the pastor and change the story. So now the case is not only a church case, it has become a marital issue as well. Now, And the same people after, when they are in trouble, they will also run to you. So what do you do? You ask God for the grace to be a vessel of mercy. If mercy were in a women's fellowship, we will not always be solving issues. And most of the people who need mercy are the ones who don't want to show mercy to others. Which is amazing. One day I was coming to church. And my car just brushed against some car parked on the road. Ah, I was surprised because the front bonnet just fell. Not from the other car. So I came to church and I called my driver because he was not the one driving. I said, go and stand by this car. When church is over, tell the owner that I'm sorry when I passed by it fell. And then go with her to fix the car. Now my friend, my driver, I said, I'm going to go and say, I'm going to go and say, I'm going to go but I was just around the church when the pastor came with the owner, a lady. Yes, and the woman had squeezed her face. Now, <laughs> Hey, So I said, Oh, young lady, don't be upset. I just went by and the bonnet fell. I was very surprised because it wasn't as strong, but I'm going to fix it for you. And then she started talking. Or she somebody's car, and then you just, hey, it was not easy. Then 
I said to her, I did this to her, I said, lady, calm down. I will sort it out, please. And then somebody came and said, oh, this is the first lady. So whatever she's telling you, she will do it. Then the lady said, first lady, and so what? And so what? And now, my mind was, oh, so what? It's so unnecessary. This is, I said, hey. So anyway, the driver went with her to the car. When they went, there was nothing wrong. Some hooks that hold the bonnet had opened, and it just fell. So there was even no repair to do. Some kind, Mr. Car, no, no, I didn't know who that. So. And other people around me were saying, Ah, but why should she be so rude to you? Allow us to sort her out. The vessels of quarrels, they were there. And I will cry. I said, no. I think that when people are coming to church, they already have problems. So I don't think it's about me. I think that she's carrying her own load. And and also the way she said first lady and so what I could see that she probably thinks I have a very perfect life when she looks from outside and even this problem happened a few weeks after, my assistant came to me and said, Mommy, there's a woman in this assembly with a lot of problems. I think you should meet her. Before then, a lady in the church had told me, Oh, this lady... She's always sitting in the middle. She comes for second service. Every time the preaching is going on, she's crying, but I don't know why. Preaching no cause I didn't know who it was. So when my assistant said that, I said, okay, look at all the people I have to see pastorally and schedule her to come. When she opened the door, it was first lady and so what? first lady and so what? first lady Your human flesh would like to say, uh huh. First lady and so what? Is that you? Na, we need to idea. Ah, now person first lady and today, who 
But since I had obtained mercy from God, it was also my duty to show mercy to another vessel. Amen. Amen. Vessels of mercy. Whom God has preserved for his glory. What type of vessel are you? We have talked about vessels of wrath and destruction. We have talked about purified vessels that become vessels of silver. And we have talked about vessels of mercy. The Lord is saying to somebody, yes, your husband has done so many things, but it's time to receive grace to show him mercy. You can't lie against the truth and say it didn't happen. Or you can't say that he was right. But after the judgment that he was wrong, let mercy triumph over judgment. Receive grace to be the type of vessel of mercy. You may not need to show mercy to somebody now, but it will always come your way. What can God use you for as a vessel? When he's looking for somebody to carry his mercy, can he count on you? The church of God is too self-centered. And there's no cross in our walk with God. The only cross we know is what we wear on our necks as a necklace. And let Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. It doesn't say I am crucified near Christ. I am crucified in front of Christ. I am crucified with Christ. The life that I now live. Some of us, we don't have a life that we now live because the old life we lived is what we are still living. Lady Reverend, is crucifixion easy? Even Jesus, the Son of God, he negotiated with God about the cross. Even he was the Son of God. How much more you? Is it easy? to go on the cross and allow your hands to be pierced 
and allow thorns to be put on your head and allow lies to be told about you and allow yourself to be mocked but that is the calling you and I have I'm crucified with Christ I'm crucified with Christ the life that I now live I live by the faith of the son of God it takes faith in his word it takes God himself to be the kind of vessel that God can use God is not calling us just to warm the pews. But he is calling us to be vessels for his use. This is all time will permit me today. But I pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to use this word. To do a work in our lives. Stand to your feet please. But sorry. Ona wo freye sayemra me ya wajuma ona wo freye sayemra me ya wajuma ye ona wo freye sayemra me ya wajuma yaba Oh, oh, oh. 
You are here this afternoon. You don't know Jesus as your Savior. We are not talking about being in church. But there should be a time in your life when you invited Jesus into your life. And to become the Lord of your life. This morning you can see that you are far from God. Some of you need to rededicate your lives and come back. You are here like that this afternoon. We are not talking about whether you are a big person or a small person. God is no respecter of persons. You are here like that this afternoon. Say, Lady Reverend, pray for me. I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to be serious with God. Lady Reverend, pray for me. If you are like that here now, just lift up your hands high above your head. Forget about who is on your left or who is on your right. God is reaching out to you. Oh, Father, touch the hands of those that are lifted up. And if you've lifted up your hands, do one more thing. Come forward and give me the privilege of leading you to Jesus. Come. Come to Jesus. Mira, yes, come, come to the giver of life, come and start all over again, it's a new beginning, it's a new beginning, you are going to stop playing church, and he's going to fill you, and make you a vessel unto honor. If you've come forward, please say this prayer after me. And, and mean it with all your heart. Dear Jesus, today, I come to you just as I am. I recognize that I'm far from you. Jesus, take my life and become the master of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross to save me. Thank you for rising from the dead that I may have eternal life. Today, I make a new commitment to walk with you and to allow you to lead me all the way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills, please visit at the Kodesh, North Kaneshi, or meet her on Facebook at Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.